Hello, brothers and sisters. This is the Solidarity Podcast from Teamsters Local 769. I'm Brian Besbiati, but everybody calls me Bez. In this episode, we'll have news from the public sector featuring an update on the city of Fort Lauderdale, as well as information on legislative affairs regarding 911 workers. We will also meet two of the newest additions to the Teamsters Local 769 staff. A big thank you to everyone for the amazing support and feedback after our first episode. I even appreciate the person who told me I sounded like the male version of Siri. I promise to work on sounding less robotic as we go forward, as we stand by our commitment to make this podcast a two-way communications tool within our union and with the public. Keep giving us your suggestions and feedback, and we will keep crafting episodes that address the needs of our listeners. That brings me to this announcement. We are planning a future episode where we answer listener questions submitted through social media or email. Want answers to contract questions or how to form a union at your workplace? Even if you're just curious about contract negotiations, the grievance procedure, benefits or legislative issues, any question other than do I wear boxers or briefs will be taken seriously. Chances are, if you have this question, somebody else could benefit from hearing the answer as well. So be sure to submit your questions to our social media pages using the hashtag The Solidarity Podcast or email your questions to podcast at teamsterslocal769.org. Now let's get to some highlights from around our local union this month. Teamsters Local 769 welcomed a couple new trustees at our most recent general membership meeting. Here's a clip from our April meeting as President Josh Zivilich introduced our newest members of the executive board. Recently, Sister Shirley Tarpley, as most of you know, retired after many, many years on the board. And uh, I recommended to our board and the board unanimously uh, voted that Brother John Kinsel with Martin County, Jonathan, stand up, please. Welcome. By all means, as position of trustee, and Pasquale Macero, trustee Macero, who has served with us for the last year, a little bit more than a year, has uh, uh, informed Brother Pena and myself and Brother Myers that he's going to step down. We appreciate his fine and loyal service to the local union, and a familiar face, Bob Greckel, who has been a trustee with the local union before, is going to be stepping in there. So... We'd like to go ahead and swear everybody in. If you two gentlemen come on up, I'll meet you down at the podium. In contract news this month, YRC members ratified their new agreement, and UPS members are now working under their agreement after the final outstanding supplement was ratified. UPS payroll has put new pay rates into effect, and retro checks should be arriving soon. Right about the time of the release of this episode, Teamsters Local 769 will be hosting a steward seminar, and there will be more news and interviews from that event in our next episode. Member education is a primary leadership goal here at the local, and the steward seminar is just another example of these efforts. We have also been reaching out to some of our newest members in front of job sites. So we're sitting here now with Yvette Dawson, Teamsters Local 769 trustee from UPS, right? UPS in Fort Lauderdale. Right. 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 <laughs> and Yvette's been working with us on new member outreach, leafleting and, and educating new members outside of UPS buildings all over South Florida. Right. I sure have been. What kind of reaction have you been getting out in front of our UPS buildings? Uh, positive reaction because um, this is the first they have seen something like this. For the new members, it's very um, informative. And actually, they're quite excited to see me. That's because good. They don't. They don't see. They don't get to meet the stewards. So with me coming in, they're now getting to meet all their stewards. 
what's the most common question you get from new members or uh, mostly about health insurance that's why most mem- most um new hires come to UPS because the cost of health insurance and most of them want to go driving so money and health benefits especially for the whole family because what some of those you, younger people have young family and you know they know that after eight months with under the new contract they all the whole family is going to be getting health insurance so that's that's exciting for all all new hires right what are some of the rights as far as part-timers go that you've been making them aware of they guarantee three and a half three and a half hours which most of them didn't know because of um what's going on at ups they come in and they work for two hours and they then they send them home but the um with, with with us leaf leafletting the buildings, they know that they are guaranteed uh, 3.5 hours, and they ask for their 3 and 3.5 hours now, and then they find them work to do, and they know now that they get a a week's vacation after a year, which they right. didn't know. Right. One personal day, which they know, and they didn't they didn't know that they get um funeral leave off. Oh, okay. So and they 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 um eligible for disability, short term disability. They didn't know any of that stuff. Yeah, the so, company certainly doesn't want to make them aware of any of the benefits. No, they don't tell them. So when this, when, you know, the business agent and myself visit the building, they they come around and talk to us. Some of them stay with us for a whole hour just talking about, you know, their guarantees and how to move up in the company, which is good stuff. Well, thanks, Yvette. See, this isn't hard, is it? Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate you taking a couple of minutes to sit with us today. We'll be back after this. Hey, fellow Teamsters, mark your calendars. Our annual Teamsters Local 769 South Picnic is scheduled for Saturday, November 2nd, 2019 at 12 noon. It will be held at our usual location in Markham Park, located in Sunrise, Florida, just off the I-75 in Fort Lauderdale. Good food and great beer for the adults treats and fun activities for the kids from bounce houses to a rock climbing wall. Come enjoy a full day of fun with your Teamsters brothers and sisters from all over South Florida. As always, our picnic is free to members of Teamsters Local 769 and their immediate families. Admission price for guests is $10 per adult and $5 per child. Remember to bring dry, non-perishable foods for our food drive benefiting Feeding South Florida. For updates and more information on this event and everything related to Teamsters Local 769, follow us on any of our social media pages or visit teamsterslocal769.org solidarity. In recent months, Teamsters Local 769 has added a couple of new members to the team of hardworking business agents here at the local. Today, we're sitting down with Dan Vera, one of those new agents, to give him a chance to introduce himself and tell you a little bit about his past. So tell me, Dan, let's start with your background. What industry do you come out of? Uh, well, which one? You can pick one. <laughs> let's start at the beginning. I'm not a UPSer. Okay. <laughs> I've been 27 years at this local, but not one second have I ever worked for UPS. Okay. So I figure that makes me original. <laughs> yes, certainly. I worked at the textile industry in Opalaka. was my first union job for a company called Initial USA, which was then purchased by GNK. I worked there from 92 to 97. I worked movies. I did uh, demolition, construction. When I say demolition, a company uh, diamond dismantling uh-huh. uh, out of... Uh, like buildings and... Yeah, well, they, they, they tore down a, uh, the Diplomat Hotel in Hallandale. Oh, okay. 
and I worked on that job back in 97, 98. I worked on uh, for a company called Nugent Golf, working on a golf course design on that same job. I worked a variety of different, I was nuclear power plants for, oh. since 1999, I was working on and off and for the last 10 years prior to working for the international as an organizer, I was the general foreman of the team since at Turkey Point Nuclear. Okay, so like a union jack of all trades. Kind of, sort of, minus UPS, <laughs> okay. which I wear with a badge. I can probably say that. Um, so then you've worked on uh, some organizing campaigns for the local as well. Yes, I have. Well, not for the local. Well, for the local and for the international. Okay. I worked on um, on Valvoline and GFS, which is Gordon Food Service out of Houston, Texas, both of them. I worked on the Red Cross out of Missouri. Oh. And I also did some recon work for a wine distribution company out of Texas also. Okay. But, and then more specifically, you, you recently organized the Cisco group here down in Miami. I started working with the Cisco campaign after the midterm elections. And now we stayed with them up until the election and the transition period. Right. And now you're their business agent. Now I'm their business agent. I'm well, one, of, one of the two. Um, Chuck Tomei is the other one, and Steve Myers is, is the spearhead. Yeah, Steve works with them up in West Palm. Steve and Chuck both as well yeah, work up Steve and Chuck with the group are, in West Palm. I've been working with the guys in Pompano, Riviera Beach, and I'm, uh, I'll be having the Miami facility. Great. In Medley. So among that, what are, what are some of your other re- responsibilities now that we're on to the subject of the local? Um, not only do I have Cisco, I have CMEX. I'm also working with Roly Pina, with Coca-Cola, with CMEX. I'm working with Josh Zivilich, who's helping me with the contract, but years ago, he was their business agent. Right. I'm also working with Eddie Valero because I'm picking up Starboard Cruises. Oh, okay. We're getting ready to go into contract negotiations. This year, I'm going to be pretty busy because I have contract negotiations with CMEX, Cisco, Coca-Cola, and Starboard Marine. So... I'll be busy. Yeah, it sounds like. And not to mention the organizing that I still do also internally. Right. I'm obviously, I'm no longer with the IBT. I'm with the, uh, the local now. Organizing is part of my background. And whenever we have leads, they end up on my desk and I take it from there. Well, good. It was good to have a chance to sit down with you. It was nice to sit down and talk to you, Brian. I appreciate it. We'll look forward to gr- lots of great things. Hopefully. <laughs> Cool, Dan. All right, brother. You take care. Yep, thanks. Next up, we have a clip from the April general membership meeting where President Josh Zivilich introduced the members in attendance to our newest addition to the 769 staff. This is Andy Mattis. Many of you uh, know him over the years. You mind coming up and saying a few words just about your background? Andy's been a friend of our local union for many, many years. He's worked in the labor movement in South Florida for many, many years. Why don't you come on up and tell everybody a little bit about yourself. There's a reason we brought Andy on, and he knows a ton about the public sector, public employee bargaining. That's going to be his primary focus here at the local and helping us grow in those contracts. So you have the mic, brother. Thank you very much for having me here tonight and the support from the executive board to bring me on to this really good, solid, great union. I'm really proud to now be a Teamster and part of Local 769. I'm really looking forward to work for you. I want to thank Josh and Roly and Steve for their confidence in me. Uh, you know, real quick, I've been in the labor movement about 25 years, started my career in New York as a business agent for the hotel workers uh, union. I was the union rep for all the stadiums, Madison Square Garden, Shea Stadium, Yankee Stadium. Also was the business agent for all the Irish bars. Believe it or not, they were all organized in New York City, so that was a really tough gig. 
<laughs> and also, you know, came down to Florida in 94 and then was with the Hotel Workers Union for 18 years. From Miami, was the, with the AFL-CIO in uh, Miami for about eight years as their president. Then went on to ask me for about four years uh, where I helped work with the state council there and try to turn that union around. And I think we did a really decent job and that's where I got a lot of experience working in public sector. And I was fortunate enough to have uh, the opportunity to come work for you and I look forward to working for this great union and doing everything I can to fight for our members. So thank you very much. Thank you. We are confident that Andy and Dan will both be great additions to our team and that they will continue to strengthen this great union. And we'll be back after this. The following message is for Teamster members only. Hey Teamster members, are you aware of all the benefits of your Teamster membership? Your Teamster privilege entitles you to members only savings on everything from renting a car to sending a bouquet of flowers. All U.S. Teamster members and their immediate families are eligible to receive savings on legal services, entertainment discounts, car and truck rental discounts, credit counseling, flower and gift basket discounts, and interstate moving discounts. For more information on these and other benefits to your Teamster membership, visit teamsterslocal769.org solidarity and click on the benefits tab on the right side of the page. Right now we're joined by Andy Mattis, business agent for uh... City Fort Lauderdale, Lauder Hill, Miami Gardens. Oh, okay. A number of places. And uh, Florida City. Florida City. Okay. Yes. A lot of public sector. Public sector. That's where I come out of. Yep. You're a public sector guru. Today, Andy's going to talk about mostly uh, City of Fort Lauderdale. That's correct. You're coming into contract negotiations with them and... Yeah. Um, we start... We have our first session Tuesday the 14th. Okay. Contract expires at the end of August. So uh, hope we're getting a good start on it and it's going to be a long, hot summer. Yep. But we're bracing ourselves for... Uh, hopefully a very productive bargaining session. Coming into crunch time. It's crunch time. What kind of work groups does that contract cover? Oh, we cover most of the general employees, like uh, public utilities. We, we cover the uh, non-sworn officers in the police department, uh, ocean rescue within the fire department, support staff, all the folks you see out there trimming the trees every day and bulk trash and you know, in our parks, parks and recs, another big department. And, um, yeah, we cover, like, the majority of the folks at the city. Wow. How, how many members run. in that bargaining unit? Uh, right now there's about 1,100. 1,100. Yeah, yeah, that's quite a few. Yeah. Yep. What are some of the main issues that those workers are concerned with going into this next agreement? Well, to be honest with you, what i very surprised is actually is the pension. I've had a lot of younger folks come up to me talking to me about the fact that they need to have a pension, that what had happened 10 years or so ago was that they basically, after a certain date, anybody who was hired is not able to participate in the pension plan. So it's frozen for certain employees? It's or? frozen for certain employees, which impacts about, I'd say right now, about four or 500. I mean, I don't need to get into the details of how they got there, but basically the older workforce voted for a heavy increase in lieu of the pension plan because they were already vested. Right. And then employees who were hired after a certain date would be put into what's called a 401A plan. 401A, how does yeah, that Yeah, well, from a 401A, 401A is very similar to 401K. It's just that the rules are a little bit different on how you, uh, you know, when you retire and the taxation and such, but it's pretty much the same as a 401K. Okay. Uh, only problem is, is that our folks don't make enough money 
in to order really grow it into anything to grow it in any significant way that right. they could retire on, and they so would recognize that. Certainly, a defined pension plan would be better. Absolutely. Is there a possibility of obtaining a pension plan? For well, the rest I mean, of those you workers, know, it's or? a big lift. We uh, just. You know, a little background. We've had a number of meetings with the shop stewards, and I first like to give a shout out to our shop stewards at the city of Fort Lauderdale. They really have done a great job in trying to keep everything together, and they're very uh, attentive to what's going on with the contract negotiations. You have a good negotiating committee? Good negotiating committee, really good stewards. Uh, very proud and honored to work with all of them. They really put themselves out there every day. We really need to have the other members and potential members recognize this, but with that said, yeah, we've had a number of uh, preparation prep meetings for these bargaining sessions. Right. Uh, we've gone through everything very thoroughly. You know, healthcare is another major issue. Certainly. Costs are going up, and we don't want our folks to continue to have to pay into the premiums. So we have healthcare issues. Of course, raises are an issue too. Right. As a matter of fact, we met last night, and there was a big debate about merit increases versus just straight across the board increases and, and, and the increases being tied to the COLA. I got you. So for our folks to get a, a, a have a real understanding of what my increase is going to be, there's a lot of ebb and flow. So you have to worry, you have to be concerned about well, what's the cola this year? Right. Because it, you could get an increase of one and a half percent to three percent. That's it. Even if the cola is five percent, right. they're only giving you three as a max. And then you have this what I consider to be a very unfair measurement of how people should get increases through the evaluation system. That's the merit pay. That's the merit pay. We're okay with merit pay as long as the the you know their annual increases are set in stone basically uh -huh. and it's better being tied to something so they at least know and then if you know they're a good employee it's just gravy on top of their straight base pay every year right as long as the merit pay is administered fairly yeah but well, yeah, yeah if it's administered fairly but you know it's very subjective and to have that be the that's why you wouldn't want that exactly i don't as the main source of how they'll get paid and the right. cola because this year's what i found out last night this year's cola is 0.9 right and the most they could get is 1.25 percent right if the employer is willing to offer the merit pay over and above what's fair as far as pay increments, that's then, correct. Then yeah, we're fine we with that. We, that. Right, exactly. So membership levels at City of Fort Lauderdale, there's room to improve there as well. Yeah, no, there is a lot of room to improve. And this is certainly the time to to step in and, and have a voice. Yes, yes. I mean, this is what we're advocating now. Our stewards have done a decent job in the last month. We've signed up about 22 members. Uh, in the last five weeks, which is okay, right. but we we have to step it up. I mean, we know that. Uh, our goal is to be at a certain percentage by the end of the summer. Right. You know, the stewards are on board with that. We're right now in the process of uh, giving out our non-union list to all of our stewards, figuring out where we don't have stewards, filling in the holes, and doing all the mapping and structural things we need to build the foundation to push forward on a really good organizing program. And having the contract, being in contract negotiations gives you a, an opportunity to use that as the leverage you need to try to build a membership. And those members should seek to join because of their ability to be involved in the negotiating process at that point. Yeah, that, that would be the, the, the idea. And on top of which, I mean, to be honest with you, when you go through the collective agreement, I mean, it is a very good contract. Right. I mean, you know, I think any contract that has grievous procedure and arbitration procedure and gives you due process alone is worth its weight in gold. Oh, yes. Yeah. So many public sector employees in the state of Florida, believe it or not, don't have a union. And our neighboring states certainly don't have public sector unions. And they are at the behest of the Civil Service Board or the employer themselves. So Yeah, and on top of the Teamster Benefit Plan that we have for our members, as well as our scholarship fund and things that can benefit the members by joining that way as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yep. 
Absolutely. The membership there, they don't know the real story behind the labor movement and what the labor movement means to the middle class, especially in the public sector. Um, you know, a lot of these folks go there for the good health, for good health care, a retirement, and let's say a decent wage. I mean, we do have yeah. folks in our bargaining units making anywhere from twenty to thirty dollars an hour, uh, depending on what it is that they do. But I think it's important for you know us to reinvigorate this membership around this contract and create a campaign. Though know, it's not just about the contract it's, itself. You know what I try to explain to these folks is that they are really important to the community at large. Right. You know they're picking up their trash. They're you know making sure their parks are clean. You know, making sure they're safe, making sure their water is clean. I mean, we represent all the workers in the water utility plant that had the opportunity to walk around that plant a couple of weeks ago with one of my um, one of our members who was actually having an issue. I was there on a grievance hearing, but she, you know, she showed me around, and it's really in depth stuff what they do over there to make sure that our water is clean and it's safe. Yeah, and the I, workers that care for the city are what make Fort Lauderdale such a nice place to live. For absolutely, everybody. and I think all too often sometimes the narrative is more about you know public sector employees get paid too much or their salaries and benefits are too high, which is a narrative that's been created by those who like to see the union disappear. And I think it's important for us to get that out to the community. Well, what would you say right now to non-members as far as a call to action? What kind of help do you need from them? Well, actually, you know, it's good that you bring that up, uh, Brian, because the fact is that we were talking last night about that. We're looking to put together a general meeting sometime in June where we're going to invite everybody, not just members, but non-members as well. Uh And it's not just about joining. It's about, you know, yes, we, we, we need our membership to go up. You know, it's only fair that everybody pull their weight because it's what helps, you know, it's what's really going to get us to what's going to be a good contract for these folks. And just to be more involved and just just to pay attention a little bit more. It you know? demonstrates a unified effort yeah. and a common goal. Absolutely. And we have to send the message to the city in a high road way that, look, we're, we're, we're paying attention, that we're together, we're unified. You know the old cliche, where there's unity, there is strength, as yep. it says downstairs in our hall. You know, I mean, that's one of the things that we have to really convey to folks. Yes. I understand you have a bargaining unit over at Lauderhill as well. Yeah, we do. We are uh, a much smaller unit than the city of Fort Lauderdale, but nevertheless, they're, you know, they're workers, they're members, they're, and, you know, th- we have challenges there. They just, uh, you know, completed their negotiations, um, but we have a pretty big issue, significant issue with the part-timers and their pay. We feel that the city had a certain level of pay approved by the city council. Uh-huh. They've now reneged on it, basically saying it was a scrivener's error, which is some legal term for a mistake. And we're not going to just sit back and allow it to go and just, you know, to happen. The city has absolutely no respect for the workers there or the union. Uh, you have 80% to 75% of the workers are part-time with no health care, no pension. Wow. Uh, work 30-something hours. We have people who have been working there 16, 17 years are still part-time. And you say they've recently ratified an agreement? They did. They did. Um, it was it was okay. It was a decent agreement. Um, but but the, the city's not honoring. The it. city's not honoring the part time pay, and the significance is pretty. It's it's pretty big. It's you know you're talking anybody from getting a dollar fifty an hour to five dollars an hour, wow. and this was something that was pro- obviously through the documentation that we have was proposed by the city. Okay. So we're gonna ha- we filed for arbitration, and uh, we've also filed an unfair labor practice. So we're gonna see where that takes us, and that's the big issue over there right now. And also building membership as well, right. and trying to regain the confidence of the employees there. Right. And we do have a meeting there uh, at uh, John Mullen Park, 
5 p.m. on May 23rd at the Aquatic Center. Good. Yeah, I mean, we have Lauder Hill, then we're going into bargaining next week, a first-time contract for supervisors in the city of Miami Gardens. I've met with a couple of the leaders there in the past couple weeks, and now we have our proposals ready to go. Um, so we'll be sitting down with them next week as well. Similar issues across the board in public yeah, sector? Yeah, well, it's a brand-new contract. It's supervisors. You know, the general employees are represented by another union, but the supervisors are actually making less and getting less than the actual people they supervise. Wow. So the city, obviously, because, again, they didn't have a union, decided that, well, we're not going to give them anything. And, and, and I don't have no, you know, we don't have any issue with the other employees or the other union getting better. What they get, right. What they get, obviously. But, you know, so these guys were kind of fed up and said, no, we want representation too. So we're going to be going to bargaining there next week. And also um, Florida City. Just want to give a shout out to those folks who went down there this past week, met with them. Great bunch of people. Their contract doesn't expire for another two years. But a hardworking group of people and um, really dedicated union members. And it was a joy to sit down and share some Popeye's chicken with them and, uh, (laughs) you know, just, you know, shoot the breeze and hear what their issues were. Right. Uh, left there with a lot of respect for those folks because they, you know, they uh, they go out there every day and make that little city move, and uh, and and they were an interesting group of people. They were a lot of fun to be around. Yeah, Florida City's a cool place. Yep. Well, it sounds like you've really made the rounds since you've been here. Yeah, I'm trying. You know, still a lot more to do. Uh, obviously, the work, as you know, never ends. But yep. um, I feel very good, uh, very fortunate to be working for this local and really excited about the opportunities in the public sector. Well, great, Andy. Thanks for sitting down with us and giving us a update on public sector and we'll look forward to more as the summer continues looking forward to it thank you brian we have our first legislative call to action here on the solidarity podcast in this and future segments we will explain legislation that will affect teamster members and their families and we encourage members to utilize the strength of our numbers to help push back against the big money that flows into our political system these days No matter your party affiliation, we can all agree that special interest groups pump far too much money into our political system and try to buy the outcome they want. That is why we as union members need to stand together to fight for the will of the people in supporting programs that will strengthen the middle class and support working families. In this call to action, we are asking our members to call their representatives and support the 911 Saves Act. Currently, 911 dispatchers are classified as clerical workers, and this legislation would update their classification to accurately reflect the role they play in directing emergency response and providing life-saving emergency medical instruction, further increasing their training, funding, and occupational protection. U.S. Representative Norma J. Torres from California describes a moment from her experience as a 911 dispatcher. On any given day, we'll listen to violent crimes in progress, like I did when I got a call from a little girl who ended up being murdered at the hands of her uncle. Or we might speak to a caller on the brink of suicide. Now, let me tell you a little bit about suicide calls, because there are two types of suicide calls. One is they just want to end life. So they dial 911, you hear a gunshot, and that's it. They want you, they want to notify someone so other than their family member, 
comes to pick up the body. And there's the other 911 call. The one they really want you to talk them out of it. So they're calling for help. I think we can all agree that the role of a 911 dispatcher goes far beyond that of a clerical worker. Business agent David Renshaw helps describe those within our local who will be impacted and the purpose of this legislation. There's going to be quite a few members that we currently represent throughout our jurisdiction. It goes all the way up from the Florida Keys through Coral Gables and all the way up to uh, Martin County and north of that. And the primary purpose of this legislation is the fact of these 911 professionals are going to be reclassified. And by reclassifying them from an administrative clerk to a 911 specialist is going to have a great impact on them. Our perception and always has been that this is an inaccurate and decisive way to uh, specialize them. Um, in essence, we want them reclassified, and that's the, the, the meaning behind this bill, um, so then they can be covered under this particular umbrella, which will give them um, additional benefits and coverage throughout their career as a 911 operator. Local 769 business agent Chuck Tomey helps describe a few of the benefits. They're going to get better funding, federal funding, technical assistance, more training, uh, ensuring 911 to keep under state and local control. You get uh, professionals to receive recognition and respect, uh, new techniques, state-of-the-art training. We're going to have technical assistance, so ensuring that uh, 911 professionals receive the recognition and respect. I think we can all agree that this is a good cause to stand behind. Please visit our website at teamsterslocal769.org solidarity to find how you can support this legislation. Special thanks to Yvette Dawson, Dan Vera, Andy Mattis, Chuck Tomei, and David Renshaw for their help with this episode. And, as always, Teamsters Local 769 Solidarity Podcast is produced by the officers and staff of Local 769, including Josh Zivilich, Roly Pena, and Steve Myers, with contributions by Local 769 business agents and by me, Brian Besbiat. We encourage you to visit our website at teamsterslocal769.org solidarity. There you will find show notes and links to our social media pages where you can share comments on the show. You can also send email to podcast at teamsterslocal769.org. Encourage your brothers and sisters to listen and subscribe to our show as well. Our theme song, Vendetta, was composed by Stefan Kartenberg and additional music titled Onion Capers by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com were used in this episode. Both licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License. Until next time, remember, in unity there is strength. Bye, folks. Bye, folks.